Listening to the She's About Business show may result in motivation, inspiration, and an overall uplifted mood. If you are someone who does not enjoy being motivated, inspired, or uplifted, please do not listen to this show. This show is dedicated to helping listeners move forward exponentially on their journey to living their very best lives. We cannot be held responsible for the awesomeness that may result. Then again, maybe we can. Hey, Kaden. Yes, Mommy. It's time for the She's About Business show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God knew who he was creating when he created me, and the same is true for you. We must persevere. Now, faith, to me, is the most vital part of our strengthening process. We must believe in the process. We must believe in our ability to complete the process. And we must believe in the one who orchestrates the process. I hate to break it to you, but we're all called to help and inspire someone. If you have children, guess what? They're watching you. If you have family members or friends, guess what? They're watching you. (laughs) And they are either going to be inspired to fail or succeed. Hey there, this is Diathea Garns, the Impact Coach, and you are listening to the She's About Business show where we are impacting lives and inspiring change. Let's get started with the show. Hey there, it's your host, Aethea Garns. So you guys know I like to keep things interesting and different, and I also like to keep things real with you guys and share as much of myself as possible. So you may be able to tell that my voice is not at its best today. That is because I actually had surgery yesterday. Now, I am fine and I'm recovering well, but I just had surgery, right? (laughs) So, of course, I'm not at 100%. I thought I would be because I always do that and it's very hard for me to rest and turn down. So, I probably have overextended myself, but I did not want to not give you guys an episode this week. So, what I decided to do is instead of straining my voice, I thought it would be a great time to do a best of the show episode. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna feature some of the most popular episodes of the show with profound and deep snippets from those episodes. And I'm really excited to revisit some of those shows. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And don't forget, if you haven't already, please go and visit theimpactcoach.net to see all of the awesome things that I've been working on to help you on your journey to your very best life. And hopefully you'll find something that can be impactful and is just the perfect thing for you at this time and place in your life at theimpactcoach.net. So this is episode seven of season two of the award-winning She's About Business show, aka The Sab Show course giving all honor and glory to God, my father in heaven for all that he is doing. And my big brother, my savior, my best friend, Jesus Christ. Also, thanks to all of you fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas for tuning in and for supporting the show. 
and getting the show to its second season. You guys have been so supportive on the various platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, Podomatic, TuneIn, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Luminary, and of course, YouTube. And don't forget to give me and the show a shout out on Instagram. You guys know I love Instagram. You can now follow me at She's About Business and mention She's About Business in your shout out so I can shout you out right back. So today, I want you to enjoy the best of the She's About Business show. Episode 12, five ways to avoid being used and abused and becoming bitter. People have a tendency to put emotional pain in this category as something that, you know, can be overcome real easy. Like, you know, they say things to other people like, just get over it. And they say, just move on, just let it go. And I definitely agree that, you know, you should make every attempt to just get over it and to just move on and to let it go. But I also understand that emotional pain hurts in many ways, just as much as physical pain does. Psychology Today reports that when people feel emotional pain, the same areas of the brain get activated as when people feel physical pain. I read an article from Very Well Mind that stated, when you are continually exposed to emotional pain, there are changes in the brain that produces a dependency on those feelings. In some instances, emotional pain can actually cause physical pain. So what this means is that emotional pain can be just as debilitating and significant as physical pain, and it can actually lead to physical pain itself. Yes, absolutely. Have you ever felt so distraught and so upset that you actually feel physical pain? It actually hurts, you know? Now, when we do feel physical pain, we do everything that we can to avoid it. And what's the best way to avoid physical pain? We avoid physical pain by trying to prevent it, right? We exercise, we eat right, we go for checkups, we avoid harmful situations that would inflict pain on our bodies. You know, with physical pain, for the most part, we just take care of ourselves. We try to anyway, we try to take care of ourselves so that we won't have to feel physical pain. So my question to you is, why don't we take better care to do the same thing emotionally? Why don't we take better care to avoid emotional pain? Because just like pain in our physical bodies can stop us from progressing and moving forward, pain in our emotions can also stop us from living our best lives. It can absolutely get you off track. It can stop you from accomplishing your goals. So many people that I've known and thank God I haven't felt this way too many times in my life. I can remember going through it a few times, but they are so emotionally distraught that they cannot even get out of bed. You know, if there was one thing that I could go back and teach my younger self, you know, I've been thinking about this over the last few days and it would be how to avoid emotional pain. And of course, we can never avoid emotional pain Altogether, because in life we will suffer and we will feel pain, but I would still teach her not to see the best in everyone. You know, 
and not to be so understanding and forgiving of the bad. You know, that's that's one of the things that I've always struggled with. I always see the best in everybody right up front. And if I see flaws and I see things that need to be changed, I always look at it from a mindset of, well, I'm not perfect, you know, and I have flaws and I have things that I need to change. And so I'm very understanding and forgiving of negative things that I see in people. And that has been something that has always come back to bite me. I would tell her, you know, to not go into situations with friends and business endeavors or potential love relationships, being so trusting up front. Another thing about me that has always come back to bite me is instead of making people earn my trust, I operated in the past from a place where it was like, I'll give you my trust up front and you actually have to earn my distrust. You know, now, once I understand that I can't trust you, it's a done deal, but it takes me a while to get there because I'm so forgiving. And, you know, look at all the hurt that I could have avoided. If there was one thing that I had to pick that was like the worst part of not having a father in my life, I think it would be learning from him, you know, how I was to be treated or, you know, just learning it from anyone. Really, I had to learn it the hard way. So to me, this is a really important topic for any of the young women who are listening today. And even for any woman of any age who may feel that she still suffers from traumatic relationships where she's being used, abused, and, you know, maybe is still living with some bitterness because of it. Sis, it's time to stop. Your life is being put on hold when you're not emotionally well. Your brain is not at its best, you know, so you're not thinking your best. You're not performing your best. And for many of you, For many of us, we've been operating like this for years, going from one emotionally traumatic thing to another. Imagine what we could accomplish if we got rid of all the bull, all the bull. I almost said the wrong thing. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I just feel so passionate about this. Episode 14, Overcoming the Devastation and Deception of Distractions. We become so overwhelmed by situations and circumstances that, you know, we're taken so far away from the things that are really important and so far away from the presence of God and so far away from seeking him and seeking relationship with him because we get so overwhelmed by all of the distractions. And with all of the distractions that we face, if we really look at it, And we really pay attention to the patterns in our lives. We can see why it's so easy for so many people to fall short of the goals that they set. And, you know, it's easy to see why so many people don't succeed the way they really want to or they fail at achieving, you know, anything substantial, even though they dream and hope of doing it. Right. It's no wonder why so many people never really reach their true potential. One day I was just thinking about how some people, you know, look like they're so, you know, strong and so able to bounce back from difficult situations like job losses or the ending of relationships. 
And I was thinking about how it is that some men and women are able to leave their families, you know, their other loved ones and everything that's dear to them. They leave it behind and they go off to defend our country. Right. And I just commend them and thank them so much for doing that. But I think about it and like, I don't know how I could leave my children like that. It would be so hard. But I realized that these people have learned to block out distractions. You know, like most importantly, they've learned how to not allow their emotions to be a distraction. It doesn't mean that, you know, they're not hurting just as much as anyone else, but they get the fundamental principle of going into a space where they can shut out everything except for the task at hand. They lock in on their goal or their task, and that's where they apply their focus, right? And sometimes they have a lot of difficulty coming back home because a lot of times people can, you know, look at them as if they're cold or uncaring or uninvolved because, you know, if you or anything else are deemed as a distraction to them, (laughs) they can completely just zone you out, right? And for them, it makes sense. For other people, it's like, how can they do that? But it makes sense to them because they understand that, you know, when your life is on the line, distractions are deadly. You know, believe it or not, we have to look at this thing, our everyday walk, as if our lives are on the line because they absolutely are. How awful, how devastating would it be to get to the end of your life and realize the price that being distracted has cost you? Right. Wouldn't that be the worst feeling to be on your deathbed and to realize that you missed the mark, not because you were not capable, not because you didn't have the gifts and the talents, not because, you know, God didn't bless you. And not because you didn't have the support, but because you were too distracted by life to actually achieve your goals day by day, little by little. You were too distracted. And I believe that when your goal is important enough, you will indeed shut out all distractions. You have to. When you understand the weight of what it will cost you if you fail, you won't tolerate distractions. And that is why I'm doing this message today, because I want to wake you up and I want you to understand the price that you will pay if you allow yourself to be distracted. Because each and every day we allow ourselves to be pulled away from the things that are important, just like a kitten with a ball of yarn or, you know, a puppy with a bone. Social media, TV, text messages, phone calls, drama relationships, situations, circumstances, whatever it is that's distracting you, you know, whatever your your distraction of choice is, (laughs) we allow ourselves to be pulled in. And it's almost like we're lulled into a place of complacency and acceptance as if the ball of yarn or the bone are so good, you know, that we just can't put them away. You know, we can't turn them off. We can't ignore them. We can't walk away. We can't just get over them. Right. You know, it's like we're even distracted to the things that 
we see clearly are causing us pain. Episode 16. Stop looking for a blueprint and create your own. Listen, I've said it before, but there are some people who, if you listen to them or if you paid attention to their social media, you would think that they were living the perfect lives and that, you know, they have this perfect blueprint for you to follow to do it too. The whole she's about business concept is all about living your best life. And your best life is not a life that's like anyone else's. Maybe in your life, you're also looking, you know, to a mentor or a family member, a friend, or another person who has been really successful and you're trying to follow their blueprint. One of the things that I found when I was trying to do things this way was I found myself doing things that I did not want to do. And it's not like, you know, I didn't want to do them because I didn't want to put in the work, but they just felt wrong or out of place. But I was looking around and everyone that was in my field were also doing these things. So, of course, I felt inadequate at first for not doing them, too. You know, I tried to force myself to follow the world's playbook, kind of like Nick Foles. And it went about the same way for me as it went for him. (laughs) What I think Nick and I found, and maybe some of you have found it as well, is that we're not all meant to follow. You know, some of us are meant to not only lead, but to pave a new way. And when you pave a new way, some may come along and try to follow the path that you've created. But the real purpose for paving the way is not to get others to follow your path, but to follow your example and pave their own new way. Then hopefully it'll be a pattern of, you know, lead, pave, follow, repeat, lead, pave, follow, repeat. This is how world changers are created. And this is how our world is changed, you know, and we have to just be really comfortable with just creating our own blueprint, realizing that, you know, there's more than one way to get from A to Z and that some of those ways have not been created or thought of yet. That was one of the best things that happened to me, just realizing that I could do it in a way that no one else had done it. And that would be okay. Now, for me in my life, there's one common denominator for all paths, no matter which way I go. The one thing that I cannot negotiate on is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth and the light. And when I focus on him, my blueprint will also be based on his blueprint, but still different. Just like the disciples who all followed him in their own unique way, we can do things that have never been done and use our unique talents and gifts in a way that no one else has done before. And this whole blueprint thing doesn't just apply to our gifts and talents and how we use them, but it also applies to our life experiences. We can look at, for instance, the greatest love stories like Barack and Michelle Obama, right? (laughs) And think about how they got married so young and they did this or that thing to make it work. 
and we can look at everything that we feel like got them to where they are today. And if we see in our own lives that we missed one thing or we missed many of those things, it can make us feel inadequate or like we can never find that type of love or we can never get to that place. But maybe you're someone who's gone through a divorce or maybe you're a widow, you know, so your life story is already different, but the ending can still be beautiful because you're creating your very own blueprint based on, you know, the life of Jesus Christ and the principles that he left for us to follow, you know, and maybe you're a single mother like me and you've messed up and you've met more Mr. Wrongs than Mr. Rights. And maybe you don't always get things right. I know I sure don't, you know, and maybe your Mr. Right hasn't found you yet. Or maybe the two of you haven't recognized each other yet. But as long as you are creating your blueprint on godly principles and you're seeking him for guidance, then your blueprint would end up beautifully special and unique. And it's yours. Episode 28, Engaging Warrior Mode. Nothing is wasted on the warrior. To really be able to shift your focus off of all the negatives, off of yourself, and off of simply surviving, a mind shift has to happen. And it's tied to those three questions. The mind shift happened for me in the most drastic way when I got just tired of being distracted. I just got fed up. I woke up one day and I said, God, I just cannot live another day like this. Living a life where you know you're called to do something more, but you feel trapped is the worst feeling in the world. It's the worst feeling in the world. It's almost like I've said before, rejection is something that is a terrible feeling for me. So with that, it's almost like you're rejecting yourself. You're rejecting your purpose, right? It's the absolute worst feeling. And I was just tired. I was fed up. Something had to change. So I made a decision to get some healing. I decided to educate myself on me. I decided to educate myself on the word of God. I decided to learn how to really seek God. I decided to learn how to really pray. And I'm, I'm not just talking about just regular prayers, guys. I'm talking about warfare. I decided to change my life. I made choices that changed my mind. Right. I learned how to break curses. I learned how to confront the negatives in my life through prayer, fasting and speaking in tongues. I made some choices, guys. I made a decision and this mind shift changed my focus and it changed my answers to those three questions from what it was before. Who am I? I'm a mother. What am I? I'm a child of God. What is my role? I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure it out. After my mind shift, my answer to those questions were, who am I? I am God's mighty warrior. What am I? I am a mighty warrior of God. 
What is my role? My role is to do what warriors do, and that is to fight. My mind shifted from victim to victor. My mind shifted from waking up and thinking about how I was going to survive another day to waking up and deciding what things I was going to conquer that day. What ground I was going to take that day, what obstacle I was going to overcome that day, what stronghold I was going to break that day, what negative way of thinking I was going to replace that day, what business I was going to start that day, what fear I was going to defeat that day, what thing I was going to try that day that I had been afraid to try before. When I went into warrior mode, guys, I realized that everything that had happened in my life was not to break me, but it was to make me a stronger warrior. I realized that nothing is wasted for the warrior. Every hardship, every mistake, every loss, every heartache, every tear was to build up my armor, my muscles, my skills, my weaponry, my arsenal. Nothing is wasted for the warrior. We are all fighting for something, guys. Life doesn't take it easy on anyone. And either you're going to fight to survive and simply get by or you're going to fight to conquer. You're going to fight to take the life that God has already given you. It's already yours in the spirit, but you have to take it. You have to create it in the natural. Either you're going to be a victim or you're going to be a victor. It's your choice. You're either going to be a whiner or a winner, a wimp or a warrior. Today, decide which is your choice. Season 2, Episode 2. Your elevation continues from functioning to flourishing. Simply functioning in life is a step above being in survival mode. When you're functioning, you're actually operating where most folks would say you are doing pretty good. You're not doing bad. You're going from day to day and you're functioning or you're doing the things that you're supposed to do, right? But what people don't know is that you're simply going through the motions. You get up, you go to work, you talk to coworkers, you go to lunch, you go home, you get the kids, you cook dinner, you go to bed, wake up and repeat. So yeah, this type of living does not work well for those who are being elevated. It's not gonna be It's not going to work out, you know, to your advantage if you're getting stuck and just functioning. Right. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work when God is trying to move you into a season of elevation for a lot of people. This functional life becomes very comfortable, even though they know that something's missing and they really want something more. They're still comfortable. After all, if you never try to achieve for anything more, then you don't have to worry about failing, right? Another wrong way of thinking that holds many people into this, you know, that holds them back and keeps them stuck in this functional way of living is thinking like, well, with all of life's worries and troubles, I'm happy with just getting by. I'm happy with just making it. At least I'm making it. Right. And then you also have those who are functioning in life very well. They live a life full of pleasures, but with very little purpose. Guess what? 
It may look like they're happy, but God made us all for a purpose. And as good as it may feel, as good as it may look, right? It is not for us to live a life that is all about us. It's not for us to live a life that's based on how many pleasures we can have or how good we can look to everyone else, how well we can dress or what, you know, nice car we can get or what nice house we can have, right? Without a purpose that's outside of yourself, you're still just functioning. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to you, but you can have everything in the world. But if your only purpose is you, what you can do for yourself, you and yours and your children and your household, and you're not worried about anybody else and you're only worried about what people think of you and how good you look and how impressive you can be to other people, you're still just functioning. Honestly, being so comfortable in a life of functioning will actually keep you from ever reaching your season of elevation because the elevation is not about what you have, right? It's not about how you look. It's not about what people think of you because people can think the world of you. Oh my God, he has it going on. She has it going on. They're so amazing because everything looks good. You have a lot of money. You dress real nice. You look good. You have a nice car. You have a nice home. You got it going on. But God knows that you're just barely functioning. You're functioning because you're not living according to a purpose. And I have met many people who I can clearly see they have seed, but they never grow. And I believe that we've all been given seed. So why is it that some people grow to a point where God can elevate them And some people don't. The Bible actually compares people to seeds. And I think it really explains exactly what I'm talking about. In Luke 8, 14 through 15, it says the seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Those who plant on good soil, it doesn't say that they are perfect. It doesn't say that they always respond to things in the right way or say the right things or make the right decisions. It doesn't say they become famous. It doesn't say they become millionaires. But it does say that they have noble and good hearts. They hear the word, they retain it, they persevere and produce crop. Or in other words, they are elevated by God. Eventually, they go from functioning to actually flourishing. They have noble and good hearts, meaning they are not all about themselves. They may even get hurt a lot by other people because of their noble and good hearts. But still, they have heard God's word. They retained it. So they have faith. So they persevere. And eventually 
they are elevated and eventually they flourish. So it doesn't matter what they've gone through. It doesn't matter that people often walk away, that people kick them when they're down, that people betray them, that people reject them, right? They have noble and good hearts. They have heard God's word. They retain it. They keep holding on. They persevere. They continue to hold on to their faith and they will produce crop because they hold on. They keep pushing. They keep trying. And they understand that it's not all about them. And eventually they are elevated. So they go again from functioning to actually flourishing. Episode 23. Is it ever healthy to be selfish? I realized lately that I have taken this whole putting others before myself to the extreme in other areas of my life. I was recently, you know, just talking to God about this and I was just explaining to him, a.k.a. complaining, probably, (laughs) you know, I was just talking with him and it's like people sometimes don't even act like they see me as a regular person. It's like the more I give, the more they take, almost as if to say, it's okay. You know, she can take it. It's D. She can take it. And if I ever have the audacity to say no or say I can't or simply say enough is enough, you know, it's like the worst thing in the world. And people become so upset, right? So I'm going on and on to God about this issue. And this is the response that I felt from him in my spirit. If you act like superwoman long enough, everyone is going to expect you to always wear that cape. Wow. That really hit me. And I sat for a moment and I thought about that. But, you know, I think that's 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 true. I mean, of course, you know, I I feel like that came from God. And if you try to continually be everything to everyone and you're always trying to be kind and loving to everyone, even when you need to put your foot down and you're constantly helping people who don't want to help themselves or you're constantly helping people who don't help you out in the same way. Right. Of course, the minute you stop, the minute you take off that cape and say, I can't do this anymore or I've had enough. Of course, those who are used to you being passive or used to you being the lamb when it was actually time for you to be the lion. (laughs) Of course, they're going to protest. Of course, they're going to push back. Of course, they're going to be upset. And they will act as if you have done something wrong or as if you have let them down. Right. Even though they've let you down a million times or they continually took from you and just took and took and took. They will usually either become really angry and blame you or they'll become the victim and blame you. (laughs) But either way, they're going to blame you. And I've come to the realization that especially when you are a helper of people, Right. So you're someone who is in the business of human services, like coaching, counseling, ministering, which I do all three. (laughs) But those of us who have to be in tune with the plights of others in order to, you know, really kind of get in tune with the various ways that we can help them. When you're one of these people, you absolutely have to be selfish sometimes. And I think this also goes for 
you know, just about all of us, anyone, mothers, friends, you know, just about every title that you can have, you know, that can cause you to feel depleted when you're constantly giving of yourself more so than you're getting back. Being selfish is necessary and healthy. Why do I think so? Because when you're constantly pouring from your cup, the only way to replenish your cup and refill your cup is to be selfish with you, is to take time for you. The more selfish and nurturing that you are with yourself, the more it creates a positive byproduct for those that you're called to serve and the work that you do. Your work, your mental capacity, your mental health, all will be better and more powerful, more impactful and healthier when you are selfish enough to say no, you know, to say no, do it yourself. I can't do it to say I'm sorry, but I've had enough, you know, to say, you know, I'm no longer accepting the way that you're treating me because I deserve better to say I can see that you're taking advantage of me and I'm done with that. Right. And the point is not to be selfish so that you're not able or willing to help others. The point is to give to yourself as a priority so that you will have more and a better quality to give to others. To be honest, you should never give to others what you are not first willing to give to yourself. Episode 29, learning when to let go and when to hold on. I believe that we should hold on when there's still something more to say and the parties involved are still listening, right? So if you have a situation or a circumstance where, you know, you feel like there's unfinished business and there's still engagement and a willingness to grow and an opportunity to grow. Then you should still hold on. You should still continue to try because there's willingness and there's opportunity and there's engagement. And some people don't believe in unfinished business. Um, I think that it can go either way. I've had situations where I felt like there was unfinished business and I couldn't move on because of it, right? And I've had other situations where I knew there was unfinished business, but I moved on anyway. So I think that each particular situation is different because of your mindset. So I think the important thing about the unfinished business is to have a mindset where even if there is unfinished business, you understand that there has to be more than that. It has to be engagement, willingness to grow, opportunity to grow. Unfinished business shouldn't be the only thing that makes you continue to hold on because unfinished business could just be your interpretation of the situation, right? You may have something else to say. But the other person may not be interested in listening. So the bottom line is, I think that you should move on when communication becomes hard or communication has ceased altogether and there's no more room to talk it out. There's no more room to grow. Right. If you feel like you've done all you can, you've said all you can, you've tried all you can try, then it's time to move on and holding on is only going to hurt you. It's only going to exhaust you 
is only going to take you down with the situation, with the person, with the circumstance. Right. But I know that this topic is one that's relative, like, you know, one person can take it one way. One person can have an opinion that's very different than the things that I'm saying. But I'm just speaking from my experience and the revelations that God has given me about my difficulty in letting go. I struggle with that. I hold on to people, places, not so much things, but circumstances, you know, situations. I hold on so tight. And one of the reasons why is because I'm extremely loyal. You know, you have to like really, really do something awful to me to make me walk away. Um, if, if you're someone that I care about and I've determined that you're my friend and I'm, you know, going to be there for you. But one of the biggest revelations that I got about this topic that was really, really life changing was that, you know, when you're holding on to something and you're holding on to a situation, a person, whatever, so tightly, God could be standing right there and he could have your breakthrough, your miracle, your best life right in his hand and he's giving it to you. But if you're still holding on to that old thing, that broken thing, that tiny thing, that thing that may be all that you see for yourself, you're still holding on to that. You don't have room in your hand to receive what he's giving you. Right. I remember also years ago seeing the picture of, you know, the little girl holding on to the little tiny teddy bear and Jesus was in front of her and behind his back. He had this huge teddy bear and she's like, no, 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 I want this one. And he had something so much bigger, so much better for her. But she was too busy holding on to the small, tiny thing. And a lot of times we do that because we believe that the small, tiny thing is all that we deserve. It's all that we can accomplish. It's all that we can do on our own. It's all that we have the talent for, you know. Um, and we're not seeing the bigger picture, but God always sees the bigger picture. And another, you know, life-changing revelation for me was that Letting go of something is all about faith, right? Because I have to have enough faith in God to believe that if I let it go, even if I make a mistake, he's going to either give me something better or he's going to bring it back to me. So my fabulous sisters and fabulous fellas, that's the end of the show for this week. I really hope you guys just enjoy going down memory lane with me a little bit and just remembering some of the very best episodes of the show. And I hope there was something highlighted that really, really was, you know, your favorite moment or really helped to kind of ignite something in you. Of course, that is always my goal. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed the show. I know that I'll be feeling 
back to 100% myself by, you know, next week and we can get back on track. But I really do think that this was meant to be. I think that, you know, sometimes we have to just go with the flow and we have to, you know, just kind of let um, life and, and, you know, God and, you know, just kind of let things interject themselves naturally into the way they're supposed to be because if we had our way right we would do things as per usual so (laughs) guys thanks so much again for all the support and don't forget that it's so very important to me and to the show that you leave a rating or review on the platform of your choice so that the show can continue to make an impact I really, really, really appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that so far, to leave a review or to give me feedback or to share the show. You're telling your friends, you're telling your family, and I really, really, really appreciate it. We can see that you're doing that with the growth of the show. And that explains why I work so hard, why even though I shouldn't be doing this right now, I'm doing this. I am dedicated to you guys just as you have been dedicated to me. So I appreciate it so 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 very much if you're listening on itunes google Podcasts, tune in or spotify podbean podomatic luminary or any of the other platforms and you have it already go ahead and share review like pass on all of that good stuff the show <laughs> and if you're listening on youtube on the she's about business channel you haven't already please subscribe share and like and don't forget that i do have amazing content on bench networks that you can't find anywhere else so check it out and sign up there and i'm also going to be having some awesome sauce great new things coming up so i will be sharing those with you guys when i can talk a little bit better and if you are um, an instagram user please make a comment with the mention and let me know your thoughts on the show until next time let's continue to work at being about the business of living our very best lives by going with the flow, by pushing through our obstacles, by working hard. I hope that I have been an example of that this week, okay? And as always, remember that we are on this journey together. I absolutely love you guys. The She's About Business Show is directed and hosted by Diethea Garns, digital editing by Will Rice at Pro Voice Guy Studios, and copyright by She's About Business Inc. Thanks so much for listening to the She's About Business Show. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Also, if you think I'm doing a great job or you enjoy an episode, leave a review, rating, or comment. I love to hear from you. And don't forget to visit she'saboutbusiness.com for amazing blog articles, events, and services. Love you guys. Let's be about business.